Welcome to Mother Miriam Live on the Station of the Cross Catholic Radio Network with live video streaming brought to you by LifeSite News and the Station of the Cross. Call Mother with your questions at 1-877-511-5483 or email her at mother at thestationofthecross.com. You can view the live stream on Facebook at Mother Miriam Live. Now, here's Mother Miriam. Good morning, beloved family. How are you doing? I pray that you are well, always, 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 and I'm happy to be with you. Um, I'm sorry we've had to play a few encores lately, and hopefully that will have been the end of them. Um, But I'm thrilled to be with you. And when we, uh, let's see now, left off a couple of days ago, what is today? Um, It is Thursday. I'm going to try to get through this uh, today and tomorrow. Uh, It was from Tuesday, from Our Lady of Sorrows uh, on her feast day, or Our Lady of uh, the Seven Sorrows of Mary, uh, so-called in the extraordinary form, and uh, Our Sorrowful Mother, Our Lady of Sorrows, Sorrows in the Ordinary Form. And I had come across this. We love Our Lady of Good Success. I think I mentioned to you a while back that we went to Quito, Ecuador um, on our major feast day, which is Our Lady of Success's feast day. She's really Our Lady of Good Success of the presentation. And our major feast day is the presentation, February 2nd, uh, when Simeon recognized the Messiah in Mary's arms. Such a beautiful, beautiful scene. My favorite, favorite in all of Scripture. Um, and also the day, February 2nd, that um, St. John Paul uh, II um, uh, proclaimed as the day of consecrated life. So it's it's all there, and we were very thrilled for it. Um, and the article that I came across uh, on... Um, uh, the website of Our Lady of Good Success was put together by Kathleen Heckenkamp, and um, uh, she indicated that the month of September is dedicated to Our Lady of Sorrows, the whole month. In this month, we celebrate her nativity on September 8th, and of course, that was our um, more formal founding day uh, nine years ago when we became a public association. Um and so uh, that's September 8th, the Nativity of Our Lady. Then her holy name on the 12th, the anniversary uh, of the September 13th for Fatima, the exaltation of the Holy Cross, which Our Lady stood by on the 14th, the seven sorrows of the Blessed Virgin Mary on the 19th, which was changed to the 15th, and Our Lady of Ransom on the 24th. And so in this article, she said she wants to focus on the sadness of Our Lady of Sorrows and other apparitions that demonstrate her sadness. And we went through um, one or two of them, and I said I would continue, but this has been a, a, a little while. So actually just two days. It seems like a week for me. But let me, let me take it from the beginning because it's, it's striking. First are the tears of Our Lady of La Salette. Um, and Melanie, Our Lady of La Salette, appeared to only two children, 
and it was an approved apparition um, in the 1800s. Um, And Melanie, the young lady, said, when I was up close to the beautiful lady in front of her to the right, to her right, she began to speak, and from her beautiful eyes, tears also started to flow. Um, According to Father Luigi Villa, Uh, The words of Our Lady of La Salette were very descriptive in warning us of the future, which for us is no longer the future. It's here. And the reason that um, we have all these apparitions of Our Lady together in one article is that they all point to now. They point to the end of the 20th century and now. And uh, everything that Our Lady has predicted is coming true. It's coming true. Um, and so what is no longer the future uh, was said on September 19th, 1846, on the mountain of La Salette, Our Lady appeared to Melanie and Maximum, the younger boy, and gave them a message that was later recognized by the church. But a diabolical, pl- diabolical plot has continued um, continuously and deliberately um, mutilated and silenced it. No surprise. Hmm? And uh, these, this is the quote from Our Lady uh, to, to Melanie and Maximum. Quote, The priests, ministers of my son, for their evil life, for their irreverence and their impiety in celebrating the holy mysteries, for the love of money, honors, and pleasures, the priests have become cesspools, these are Our Lady's words, of impurity. Yes, the priests ask for their revenge, and revenge um, is suspended over their heads. Um, I'll just continue here. It's, it's, it's just awful, and all we need to uh, look at is the daily news and new accusations daily of abuse, and unfaithfulness and heresy every day. And Our Lady continues, Woe to the princes of the church who think only of piling riches to protect their authority and dominate with pride. The church will be abandoned to great persecutions. That one will be the time of darkness, and the church will have a horrible crisis. Tremble, earth. And you who proclaim yourselves to worship Jesus Christ, but on the inside only worship yourselves, tremble, for God will hand you over to his enemy because the holy places are in the state of corruption. Um, I wonder if Our Lady were speaking these words aloud to us today. Anybody would criticize her tone. I wonder. Rome, she said, Rome will lose the faith and become the seat of the Antichrist, and the church will be eclipsed. It's time, Our Lady said. The sun is darkening. Faith alone will survive. Now is the time. The abyss is opening. Here is the king of darkness. Here is the beast with his subjects, calling himself the savior of the world. He will rise proudly into the air to go up to heaven. Then water and fire will purge the earth and will consume all the works of men's pride and all will be renewed. God will be served and glorified. And then that's end quote. 
and the weeping of the miraculous pilgrim virgin statue of Our Lady of Fatima features the countenance of the miraculous um, pilgrim uh, as she appeared on July 17, 1972 in New Orleans. Some people believe that Our Lady has was weeping for our nation because of the future of America in which its governmental system would approve abortion in 1973, causing millions of babies to be murdered by their own mothers. Beloved, I've been watching every day the news and the insanity going on uh, coming to us, being poured out by bishops all over the world, uh, denying the faith, uh, denying the master who bought them and um, approving uh, what is diabolical. Um, the article says the priest, Father Baroque, uh, that was the custodian of the statue, uh, it's Our Lady of Fatima, um, that appeared in New Orleans in 1972. Um, he reported that he personally witnessed the statue weeping 13 times. And we must recall that Sister Lucia explained Our Lady's facial expression during the 1917 apparitions to Father Fuentes on December 26, 1957, in these words, quote, She said, Also, Father, tell them that my cousins, Francisco and Jacinta, made sacrifices because they always saw the Blessed Virgin and was very sad in all her apparitions. She never smiled at us. This anguish that we saw in her caused by offenses to God and the chastisements that threatened sinners penetrated our souls. And being children, we did not know what measures to devise except to pray and make sacrifices. Prayer and sacrifice are the two means to save the world. As for the Holy Rosary, Father, in these last times in which, in which we are living, the Blessed Virgin has given a new efficacy to the pray, praying of the Holy Rosary. This in such a way that there is no problem that cannot be resolved by praying the Rosary, no matter how difficult it is, be it temporal or above all spiritual. And then the article goes on to Our Lady of Akita, the tears of Our Lady of Akita. Beloved, can Our Lord and Our Lady still turn our evil society around? Can, uh, can our prayer still hold back the hand of God that's coming upon us in uh, chastisements that we have never before experienced in all of history? Is that possible? I think anything's possible with God, but it's not happening. The priests are not, the bishops are not apologizing. There's no humility. Uh, there's no apology for not teaching the faith for G three generations uh, or for the sexual abuse scandal. And even today, what's being allowed, it's, it's just awful. Nothing's impossible for God, but it seems that there's no humility, no repentance, no apologies, no turning around to make amends. I think we're in trouble, beloved. And we'll be right back after the faith, after the break.
Love learning more about the church, but confused or disheartened by the struggles we are facing today? Follow LifeSite News Catholic on Facebook, Twitter, or sign up for LifeSite Catholic emails and stay up to date on the constant stream of news about the Catholic Church. Our church is at a time of crisis, and we as laity have a responsibility and a duty to educate ourselves and stay true to the faith. LifeSite News Catholic is dedicated to keeping the laity informed and educated. To follow us, go to Facebook or Twitter and search LifeSite News Catholic. As Mother Miriam always says, we must live as if it were true. of the Cross, we proudly bring the truths of the Catholic faith to countless listeners through radio and mobile devices, and we're grateful for the feedback we've received. I'm a uh, widower, parent of three almost adults, and listen to you guys around the clock. Father McTigg, Society of Jesus, he's wonderful. Mother Miriam, of course, the Divine Office, and many other great things that Station of the Cross does. So thanks very much for your great work. I had a friend at work email me and tell me about the Station of the Cross a couple months after it started, and I was so excited. I tuned into it, and I found that I love the Catholic Station. If you've been blessed, by listening to the Station of the Cross, let us know. Call 1-877-888-6279, extension 112, then share your testimonial with us. Welcome to Mother Miriam Live on the Station of the Cross Catholic Radio Network with live video streaming brought to you by LifeSite News and the Station of the Cross. Call Mother with your questions at 1-877-511-5483 or email her at mother at thestationofthecross.com. Welcome back, beloved, to Mother Miriam Live. We're right in the middle of an article. Um on uh, the sorrow, uh, Our Lady's Sorrows. And um, let me just see the author again. Um, Oh, I lost her name. I think it's... um, No. Uh, Here it is, Kathleen Heckenkamp. Um, Put this together. Uh, It's it's on the website of Our Lady of Good Success. And um, she has put together the apparitions of Our Lady because she was collecting Our Lady's tears in all these apparitions and um, the sorrow of Our Lady. And um, she went from, um, let's see, Our Lady of La Salette to Our Lady now of Akita on January 4th, 1975. The statue of the Blessed Virgin began to weep. It continued to weep at intervals for the next six years and eight months. It wept 100 on 101 occasions. This was two years after she had appeared to Sister, Sister Agnes of Akita. Among the messages from Our Lady to Sister Agnes was a call to pray the Fatima prayer when praying the rosary. 
This was not common in Japan at the time, but was an obvious link to the importance of her appearance at Fatima. Also, it should not go without notice that the final message from Our Lady of Akita was on October 13th, which happens to be the anniversary of the final message and the miracle of the sun in Fatima on October 13, 1917. Again, a strong link to the importance of Our Lady's appearance in Fatima. There were three occasions when Our Lady of Akita spoke to Sister Agnes, and um, uh, she just went straight to the final message of October 13, 1973, when Our Lady, Our Lady said to Sister Agnes of Akita, My dear daughter, listen well to what I have to say to you. You will inform your superior, quote, As I told you, if men do not repent and better themselves, the Father will inflict a terrible punishment on all humanity. It will be a punishment greater than the deluge, such as one will never have seen before. Fire will fall from the sky and will wipe out a great part of humanity, the good as well as the bad, sparing neither priests nor faithful. The survivors will find themselves so desolate that they will envy the dead. This is right out of Scripture, beloved. It is right out of Scripture. The only arms which will remain for you will be the rosary and the sign left by my son. Each day, recite the prayers of the rosary. With the rosary, pray for the Pope, the bishops, and priests. The work of the devil will infiltrate. This is Our Lady to Sister Agnes of Akita. The work of the devil will infiltrate even into the church in such a way that one will see cardinals opposing cardinals. Well, we see that today. Bishops against bishops, and we certainly see that today. The priests who venerate me will be scorned, yep, and opposed by the confreres. Churches and altars sacked. We see that all over the place. The church will be full of those who accept compromises. And the demon will press many priests and consecrated souls to leave the service of the Lord. And I will venture to say, beloved, that many have already left, but they're still in the church and still in clerics and religious garb. And they've already left, but they're here and they're doing the work of the devil. The demon, it goes on to say, the demon will be especially implacable against souls consecrated to God. The thought of the loss of so many souls is the cause of my sadness. If sins increase in number and gravity, there will be no longer, there will no longer be pardon for them. And then... um, Uh, She goes on to speak about the miraculous countenance of La Dolorosa, that is Our Lady of Sorrows. There are many beautiful images of the Sorrowful Mother. Of these, two will be mentioned, as they have ties to Our Lady of Good Success in Quito, Ecuador, and Free Masonry. We brought home with us from Ecuador a, a small statue, maybe... Um, could be as much as a foot tall uh, of Our Lady Akita and Mother Mariana uh, kneeling before her. Just extremely beautiful. And for those of you who know that story, that that statue was made by the angels, the three archangels. Um, 
It was on this very topic of the San Francisco earthquake that on April 20th, 1906, a Jesuit priest in a boys' boarding school titled St. Gabriel in Quito chose to speak to the boys at dinner. The priest talked about the suddenness of the tragic event and how thousands died from one minute to the next. This is the earthquake now in San Francisco. Afterwards, during a conversation among the boys revolving around this topic and how they would want to be in the state of grace and receive communion before such an event, a supernatural prodigy took place. It was in front of this very image shown above in this article that this talk and chatter occurred. It is the miraculous image of La Dolorosa, the Holy Virgin of Sorrows, in Quito, Ecuador. It is a French oleograph um, bought from a street merchant depicting Our Lady with seven swords in her heart, representing her seven sorrows. She is shown holding the nails and crown of thorns of her son's passion. It hung on the walls of that boys' school cafeteria. As in many of Our Lady's numerous earthly manifestations, she chooses to reveal herself to the pure and innocent souls of children. So it was that she once again chose three of the youngest of the 36 boys attending St. Gabriel's to first notice her presence there among them. These three boys had recently received their first Holy Communion. That past Thursday, which happened to be Holy Thursday, the manifestation occurred on April 20th, on Easter Friday. And so these boys glanced at this image and noticed that the eyelids of the Blessed and Most Sorrowful Mother began to open and close. One of them immediately began to recite the Our Father and Hail Mary in front of the image. The other two went to call their friends to see this wonder in the end. All 36 boys together with Father Andrew Roche witnessed the miracle of this famous picture. The same miracle of becoming animated at times even with more changes of expression and skin color occurred several times after this, once more in favor of the boys at the school, but this time in the chapel to which the picture had been taken. Subsequently, the canonical ecclesiastical authorities and the vicar general ordered the picture to be transfer, transferred in procession from the college to the church of the Jesuit fathers. At the church, the prodigy was repeated several times before the crowds gathered there. Again and again, the wonder repeated itself at one time for three consecutive days. At Riobamba, The same wonder was witnessed before a reproduction of the picture by more than 20 persons, among whom was the president of the municipality. Many, many conversions took place. Beloved, um, I tell you, um, non-Catholics, and shamefully even some Catholics say, you Catholics... Uh, venerate Mary too much. We know you say you don't worship her, but your focus is on her too much. You pray before statues, you call on her, you pray to her. Excuse me. She didn't make such a fuss in Scripture. She hardly, uh, all she said was 
a word in scripture, do whatever he tells you. I mean, she appeared very few times. Yes, she was at the foot of the cross. Yes, she was faithful, but she hardly had a role. Well, I, I think those who who believe that, who say it, um, uh, do not begin to understand God's love for us, that he truly gave us a mother, that he came to us through the woman he created the first time, and he's coming to us through her again. He will never come to us apart from the Blessed Mother. He, she is the mediatrix of all grace. He does not come to us apart from her. And you will never know our Lord as he has intended us to know him apart from the Blessed Mother. She's a Jewish mother. I've said this before. If you go to her, she'll say one thing. Do I have a son for you? (laughs) She is a mother with a single-minded heart. She wants everyone to know her son. And who knows a mother more than a son? And she will help you. She will lead you to her son, to the whole truth about Christ and his church. These occurrences happened in Ecuador at a time when the church was being terribly persecuted by Freemasonry that was advocating a hostile secularism from Catholic education, and they focused on the Jesuits. Catholic Ecuadorians saw in the miracle of Dolorosa our Lady's concern for the future of Ecuadorian children and youth that awakened in them through the country a strong momentum of religiosity. In 1954, the 50th anniversary of the first miracle, His Holiness Pope Pius XII ordered the canonical coronation of the miraculous image of our sorrowful mother declaring her queen of the Catholic education in Ecuador. Under the sorrowful gaze of the Virgin, in the cathedral in Plaza Grande, Gabriel Garcia Moreno died. Um, um, There's so much history there. Garcia Moreno the famous Catholic president that consecrated Ecuador to the sacred heart of Jesus during his term was sentenced to death by the Grand Council of the Masonic Order. All Masonic newspapers in Europe and America joined together to slander, throwing mud and dishonoring the victim to prepare the ground excuse me, beloved, to prepare the ground for his physical elimination. And on August 6, 1875, the Feast of the Transfiguration, the inevitable happened. Garcia Moreno went to Mass as he always did. It was a blessed First Friday, so he spent some extra time before our Lord in the Blessed Tabernacle. Um, I'm, I'm going to stop right there, beloved, even though you know I don't want to, um, because I want to invite you to be able to call in uh, with anything on your heart. We'll take your calls right after this break. Toll free, one 511 5483 or email at mother at We'll be right back.
LifeSite News is an international news agency devoted to defending life and family and restoring Christian culture. We aim to educate and activate our readers with the information they need to fight the most crucial battles of our day in their churches, workplaces, and families. Our motto is Caritas in Veritate, love in truth. We firmly believe that promoting the truth is an act of love, however hard it is to hear. Over the last 20 years, we have built a reputation for uncompromising reporting, no matter the cost. LifeSite News is by far the most popular pro-life website on the internet, with over 40 million unique users every year and growing. Check us out at LifeSiteNews.com. This is Mother Miriam, host of Mother Miriam Live, to let you know that there is a magnificent array of programs that originate from the Station of the Cross, such as Stand Out for Life with Jim Havens and Father Imbarato. They pray for and discuss the pro-life movement each Saturday morning live at 9 a.m. Eastern. You can also listen to Stand Out for Life anytime as a podcast on the iCatholic Radio mobile app. Welcome to Mother Miriam Live on the Station of the Cross Catholic Radio Network with live video streaming brought to you by LifeSite News and the Station of the Cross. Call Mother with your questions at 1-877-511-5483 or email her at mother at thestationofthecross.com. Welcome back, beloved, to Mother Miriam Live. This is our half hour all to ourselves. And I'm going to take your calls, your emails, your texts. Again, the toll-free number one with anything on your heart. It does not have to be what we're speaking about. Uh, the heart of the matter is the matter of a, your heart. So uh, call in if you wish at toll-free 1-877-511-5483 or email at mother at thestationofthecross.com. We have Gail on the line from California. Hello, Gail. Hi, Mother Miriam. I've called twice already. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, welcome I, to the third time. This is a wonderful I got thing. To, I got to listen to the whole half hour. Um, you know, I don't get you live. I don't have a computer, and I only get you on YouTube, which is delayed, you know, the next day oh, or so. Okay. Oh, yes. But I enjoyed everything you were saying, and I just have a few. I have questions for you, but you're com- I just want to comment what you were talking about. Um, if mother if if Mother Mary and, and Father Joseph hadn't said yes, we would not have had Jesus is what I tell everybody who they say that we glorify Mother Mary too much. I said we are to respect her and rever- revere her she is she is I mean we wouldn't have had Jesus if we didn't have we Mother could, Mary you, saying we yes. could, you're right yeah we could never glorify 
her enough because her glory no. is God's glory. It's what Mother no. Teresa said. Remember Mother she Teresa glorifies said? glorifies her son. And, there and you it's, go. It's yeah. all together. Yeah. Um, and I love that comment, do I have a son for you? Oh, do I have a son for you, yes. <laughs> you say it better because yeah. you have the background. Yeah. <laughs> I just love that. Now, remember, I'm a convert, and I'm on a journey, Mother. And um, I, when I became a Catholic, I thought... <laughs> Because I was baptized a Catholic and had never gone to church, my husband and I wanted to become Catholic. And and because I don't know what the reason was of the priest that that, um, did our um, confirmation and and our our confirmation, but he didn't make me go through any instruction. And he did make my husband, because my husband was totally against Catholics, but he became a wonderful, you know, he, 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 he... he uh, he loved it, <laughs> but mother, we didn't get we didn't get near the teaching or the instruction. You have the Baltimore, you have all of that, and we didn't get any of that. So I've called our local priest yesterday, and I asked him for an instruction and catechism book, and I I really want to study it. And Good. I, it's never and, too and late. Brings, brings me to Father Altman because he has. He has set my heart on fire. Good. You and him have just set my heart on fire. I've been listening to him a lot, and um, I've been listening to, I don't know if you caught the interview of Dr. Taylor Marshall. I'll tell you, Father I'm going to interrupt Altman. you, Gail, to tell you that we watched um, yesterday uh, most of it, not all of it, but we'll, we'll continue, we'll finish. And if anybody, I want to say this, um, uh, including perhaps uh, Bishop Callahan, um, Father Altman's bishop. If anyone yeah. took offense at Father Altman's tone, uh, they should watch that interview because you will. He is as sweet as could be, Father oh, Altman. Oh, isn't he? You, <laughs> you should. You should get a hold of his personality. And I remember him saying, because oh. he was a he was a late vocation. And he, all he wanted to do is be married and have 13 children. 13, the baker's dozen, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the, and he said he wanted to come home. He used to dream, as a single man, of, as a lawyer, of coming home with 13 children and toys all over the floor and everything. Hockey, that was hockey his, shoes and hockey sticks Oh, and you remember it all. <laughs> and, and God simply... Uh, showered his grace on Father Altman and there was no question that he wanted him. He spoke to him that there's no question he wanted to be a priest. When you see that man, he is he's so sweet. You and met him, Mother? Uh, no, I have not. I have not. Just I from just, that interview. I felt like I was watching the living saint. Is I got tingles mm-hmm. when I watched that interview. Cause yeah, I, I, yeah, you and I. Okay, everybody. Gail and I both recommend that you watch Taylor, <laughs> Taylor Marshall's interview with Father James Altman. I tell everybody. Yeah. <laughs> I tell everybody. I even, I even t- talked to my Adventist doctor the, yesterday, and I forgot that he was working for the Adventist church uh, uh and I mean, you know, Adventist administrate. Uh, you know what I mean, Mother. I and I said, I said, uh, Doctor, I said, are you Catholic? And and he goes, No. <laughs> and I started laughing. I said, Well, you got to watch Father Altman. I'm That's just good. telling everybody. And he just, yeah. he's just made me just want to just. He's just got me just. Yeah. 
I'm wish, so proud I, we, of we him. Need, and he's I'm a match of, to light up the whole world. But so, he's being uh, censored, Mother, and I don't I under- understand. You understand, because it's the day we live in, and though he's speaking truth, you know, someone said, I wonder what would happen if John the Baptist spoke today. You brood of vipers, who told you to flee from the wrath to come? You know, (laughs) if he had a bishop today, the bishop wouldn't like him very much either. He probably wouldn't like our Lord saying to the Pharisees, uh, woe to you, scribes and Pharisees! You wash white to- whitewashed tombs. You know, uh, yeah. it's it's, it's oh, so it's it's I the just... day we live in, and uh, it's it's really shameful because the the faithful are being robbed of the faith. Gail, I have several other calls that I need to go to. Sweetheart, Is there anything I just else? want to ask you one question real quick. I have three more, but that's okay. I'll I'll call again tomorrow, hopefully. Okay. Um, sure. Roe versus Wade. You were talking about that. Mother Angelica told me. Uh, told us at one time that the woman uh, was like 16 or 17 years old and her parents forced her to do this um, uh, court case and that she is now a Catholic and a convert. Is that true? That's oh, true. Oh, isn't that one? I wish, yeah. I wish the world knew that. <laughs> yeah, I know. Is, is I know. she still alive? Um, I, I don't know. I, I don't know that she's not. So Mother, real know. quick, what's a paraclete? It's it's um, uh, intercessor. Well, the, the Holy Spirit is called the Paraclete in the Gospel of okay. John. It's a Paraclete is one of, another one of the same kind, and the reason that's so important. It's one who comes alongside, but it's um, it's a comforter, the Paraclete. But it's not just not just another comforter. It's a comforter of the same kind, which was so important because that identifies the Holy Spirit as God. Because Jesus said when he goes, he would send the comforter, the paraclete. And um, it would be of the same kind. In other words, the paraclete, the Holy Spirit, would also be God. And the same kind as our Lord. Is it okay if I call you tomorrow? You can call me, sure. Uh, of course. <laughs> Thanks, Mother. I just got more questions about the Bible. All right, sweetheart. Thank you so much. God bless you guys. Can I stay on the phone and get a number from James or Mike? Uh, Number for what? I'm a radio station that I can listen to this um, um, on my radio. Oh, yes, go ahead. So um, go ahead, and and whoever's screening the calls can give you that. Very good. Thank you so much, Mother. Okay. You're welcome. Talk to you later. All right, sweetheart. Uh, Denise in Toronto. Hi, Denise. Oh, hi, Mother Miriam. How are you Hi, sweetie. I'm fine. How about you? Oh, I'm doing pretty good, I think. Good. I'm not considering what's going on. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. And, um, yeah, so I was just calling because... um, during the lockdown, I read the book, Our Lady of Quebejo. Yes. Have you read it? I haven't read it, but I have met, um, oh, I can't think of her name now. The, the, the author? The, the, uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, know. I can't remember her name either, but she's a lovely woman from what I've oh, seen. Oh, she's beautiful. Yeah. Very inspirational. And um, yeah, actually, I, I read that book and I, I really loved it. Um, the message I got from that was um, that stood out for me was that Our Lady, you know, I mean, the, it for, Our Lady foretold the the genocide that took place in Rwanda. Yes. In that book. And, and so in, in her apparitions. And one thing that really stood out for me while reading this was that she said 
she warned the people there that if they don't get rid of the hatred in their hearts, there would be a genocide because there was a hatred between the two tribes, I think. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so what I was thinking when, you know, what, what it made me, what brought to me right now is that there's a lot of hatred towards our current president, the oh, president no of question. the United States. It's and, more than um, hatred. It's evil. Yeah, it goes beyond that. Like, I mean, I see friends of mine. I mean, I, I'm, not, I'm okay, let's forget the people who are not Catholic, but I look at friends who are Catholic, who go to church, and, you know, some of them maybe are cafeteria Catholics, but, you know, different degrees of faith. And you mentioned the current president's name. You mentioned anything. Their face contorts. They're you become very angry. And I've actually lost at least three friends this year, not because I'm trying to force them to see my view, but because I won't say I hate the president. Of the truth United is a dividing line. And when they hate the president, they hate truth. This is, this is, you can hate a person, well, not hate, you can disapprove um, of a personality. Hate is not good. Um, but, um, you can disapprove of a personality, but God doesn't ask us to vote for people we like, but for truth, to save souls. And um, if we vote for, I'm going to say it because the president signed a paper that um, gives us the permission to mention names. If we vote for ex-Vice President Biden, we are voting for evil and uh, we will be in mortal sin. If we vote for President Trump, who we may not like, uh, a lot of people don't like him. I'm not one of them. I do like him. But uh, we're, we're going to vote for the survival of babies in their mother's womb. And there is nothing, not climate change, not uh, immigration. There's nothing that touches that topic. There's nothing that equals the direct murder of a child in its mother's womb. It, it's, I've asked parents before, if you had a choice, if you were given uh, a, an awful choice of you had a little child born already, a few years old, and you said, okay, give us, give us what you want us to do. Um, do you want us to murder your child on the spot, put a knife right through her and chop her apart? Or do you want us to put her in a cage? Well, you don't want either one. But there's no question you would choose the cage. Why would you choose for someone to directly murder your child? And it's possible that your child in the cage, if there's a fight or there's other things, there's some children with medical conditions, they may die in there in time but you haven't murdered them uh it's it's quite quite a difference quite a difference so if yeah. someone hates if i come across people who hate trump say well fine he's not your cup of tea but if you don't vote for him you will be responsible for every single abortion and murder committed i agree yeah another yeah. um you know, I could just, I was thinking about what Father Altman said, um, you know, you can't be Catholic and vote Democratic. And for me, I just think to myself, how can you be Catholic and have so much hatred in your heart towards a man well, you've never met? Th never, that's right. Yeah. You know, and it's even if he's the biggest sinner in the world, we're called to have mercy and to pray. And you're I, right. I just find you're right. that hard. Yeah, people that go around hating and call themselves Catholics are um, unformed and uninformed Catholics. And they may be baptized Catholics, 
but um, if they die unrepentant in that state, they're going to be in trouble. Mm-hmm. We cannot die with hate on our heart. We must repent. Forgive as God in Christ has forgiven you. All right, Denise. Thank um, you so much, Mother. You're welcome, sweetheart. Thanks for calling in. We, oops, there's our uh, break, beloved. We still have Bill and Rosa on the line, um, and we'll get to you as soon as we come back. And anyone else, you're certainly welcome to call in as well. Toll free, one 511 5483 or email at mother at com. We'll be right back, beloved. We stand at a crossroads in history. We can stand up for life, family, and a Christian culture, or we can stand idly by while the fabric of society becomes fundamentally anti-life, anti-family, and anti-Christian, slowly leading to its own demise. LifeSite News is the leading defender of life, family, and Christian culture. Through our news reporting, we seek to educate readers with information and zeal. They need to fight the most crucial battles of our day. And we need your help to continue that mission. You can support LifeSite News by following our social media pages on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Another way to support LifeSite is to prayerfully consider becoming a sustained life monthly donor to help us continue to save lives in the culture. To donate, visit give.lifesitenews.com forward slash sustain life. Our staff of over 40 and millions of future generations thank you for helping to save the culture. Put your pro-life convictions into action and stand out for life every Saturday morning, wherever you may be. We'll be broadcasting live 9 to 10 a.m. Eastern, hosted by myself, Jim Havens, and Father Stephen Imbarato as we stand out live on location. But this is more than a broadcast. It's a call to action. Grab a pro-life sign and publicly take a stand outside of a local abortion center or any high traffic area like an exit ramp, overpass, or street corner. And as you do, listen to the Stand Out for Life broadcast. If you're in the Eastern time zone, stand out from 9 to 10 a.m. and listen live. But if you're in a different time zone, the broadcast is easily available to you via podcast shortly after it airs on the iCatholic Radio app. So you can stand out and listen anytime that is most convenient for you. The main thing is that we all take at least an hour to stand out for life in public witness every Saturday, even if it's just sitting on the front porch holding a pro-life sign. Whatever you can do, we all must take a part in public witness for the end of abortion. God bless you. Welcome to Mother Miriam Live on the Station of the Cross Catholic Radio Network with live video streaming brought to you by LifeSite News and the Station of the Cross. Call Mother with your questions at 1-877-511-5483 or email her at mother at thestationofthecross.com. 
Welcome back, beloved, to Mother Miriam Live. This is our last segment. We have 10 minutes. Still time for your call if you wish to call in. Uh, toll free one eight seven seven five one one. 5483 or email at mother at the station of the cross.com. We have Bill from Rhode Island on the line. Hi, Bill. Hi, sister. How are you today? I'm terrific. Thank you so much. You have a question, dear brother? I do. And it is regarding the election and kind of follows up on the last conversation. Sure. You said that if we were to vote for Biden, we would be committing a mortal sin. However, couple of significant priests out of Rome uh, have stated that that's not the case, that um, it would not be a mortal sin. They're wrong. So I'm confused. They're wrong. Don't be confused. Thou shalt not murder. That's why the church is in such a bad state, because priests and bishops and cardinals are going against the faith, and they are equating... um, climate change, as I said, and immigration and other matters with abortion. And if we say they're important matters, but they're not equal to the murder of babies in the mother's womb, they differ. Uh, they're wrong. Uh, I know who am I, a layperson, uh, with no authority to say they're wrong, because we need to know our faith. Um, there are many uh, saints that have corrected bishops and priests and cardinals because they've been wrong. Um, and uh, I wish I had a message in front of me where Bishop Fulton Sheen said it is the laity's responsibility to correct their priests and bishops. Uh, anyone that says abortion is not the primary issue or that you can vote for a candidate that um, approves abortion, uh, they're wrong. They're wrong. They're not, uh, it's not of the Holy Spirit. It's not of God. They may have a position to do this, but um, I think, Bill, if you've been following things for a while, you know that many uh, priests, such as, let's just say, Cardinal McCarrick and others, were put into the church by the Communist Party uh, to infiltrate the church. And these young men were grown up, were raised, were formed in the church with no faith, nothing, just intelligence and uh, good looks and being formed, and they have, and they've become cardinals. Uh, the book uh, by Bella Dodd uh, is, uh, is filled with that information. So I don't say that anyone in Rome today... Uh, is of the devil if they say that i but i can clearly say that they are wrong clearly okay. say that they are wrong thou shalt not kill yes sister. we need right, to pray for them we need to pray for yes. their conversion and repentance thank you okay bill god bless you dear rosa are you still on the line i am can you hear me okay i hear you perfectly go ahead dear all right, thank you. Um, uh, I, I called you a few weeks back and a uh, personal issue, and I have another very big personal issue, but I have to weigh in on this subject. Um, I, I know we have limited time. Um, I'm not a real succinct person, but I'll try to be. All right, so um, I'm just going to start with this. In my training as a physician back in the 80s, uh, we had the option which you would not have today, but you ha- I, we had the option of saying when we did our OBGYN rotation, we could request. We did not want to do it with a doctor who did abortions. That was our request. 
so I put in that request. Um, so I went to a different state and I did my OBGYN and I was a student. I was not an intern or a resident at that time. So as a student, I, um, I was really, I mean, it was, it was bad labor. It was 36 hour shifts, usually 12 hours on. And I was with a resident, that was it, just the two of us. And so very, very busy hospital in Florida, very busy. And so, um, Rosa, oh. I want to hear you out, but uh, I would I would suggest that you just stick to the the facts of your question or the point you want to make. Uh, yes, and so instead of all I the will. details, because you won't have time. Yes. Okay. Uh, so here's the thing: I I go in. Um, I was given um, just the we're we're going for a hysterectomy, right? That's all we knew. So we go in and we're holding the, uh, I'm just going to, it's graphic, so I, I won't be that graphic, but I want you all to know that so if there's kids, don't listen. So I go in, I'm holding the retractors because I'm a student, and a nurse comes up to me. Um, the, we did a hysterectomy. The nurse comes up to me and says the doctor wants all, everyone in the back. The doctor was holding in his hand a, um, an organ, you know, a human organ, and he sliced it open. And um, there was, I'm going to cry, but... Um, Anyway, there was this baby, literally a baby, but it, it was very small. And he took it out and he put it in his hand. And his legs were moving and his arms were moving. And he, he took his fingers, he opened the legs, and he said, it's a boy. And then he took it and he just dumped it in a bucket in this operating room. And, and it was still I, alive. I, Oh, gosh, yes. I mean, it was, it, he, there was nothing they did to it at that point. It was very small. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when I asked, I said, I didn't know we were doing this. How do I even write it up? Because we're supposed to write it up. He said, well, you don't because the woman's Catholic and she didn't want her husband to know she was pregnant again. Well, that was, a, a, that was an issue. But I will tell you what happened to me. I kind of froze up. You know, I just kind of, I could feel it come over me. And I'm pretty strong. I've been through a lot of stuff. I did not cry until one year later. I, I understand. I, you, I was you were in shock with you what were traumatized. I saw. That's right. Uh huh. Very much. And and I just want to bring um, a thought. Um, today, a friend um, sent me a Protestant friend, but he um, pastor. He has a devotional, and he had us read um, Jeremiah eighteen uh, through twenty. And literally, the whole thing is about the potter's house. And literally, mm-hmm. it says, I'm going to crush you if you, if you don't turn. If the only way you won't be crushed is if you repent and stop doing evil. And, he, and, it, and Jeremiah, through the, the Lord through Jeremiah, tells you what those evils are about putting false gods, using your own logic, using your own way, getting away from what he and said. And Jeremiah is the one through whom God said before... Uh, before you were in your mother's womb, I knew you. I knew you in your mother's yes. womb. Rosa, yeah. it's it's absolutely awful, and I hope everybody is listening to Rosa when I say, if you vote for Biden, you are committing a mortal sin. Now, for sin to be mortal, there's three factors. You need to know it's very grave. You need to know it; it's mortal. It will separate it f- from God. And you need to go ahead and do it of your own free will. Now, there are many people committing abortions, and they don't believe it's mortal. 
it's no less serious, and they will be accountable. Uh, it's it's very very serious. But if a Catholic votes for Biden, he claims to be Catholic, and he's he's not on his way to heaven. You say, how do you judge anybody? I don't judge anybody. I know what God has told us. No murderers shall be in heaven. And so, um, unless you repent, and there's time to repent. But um, I say to you, all of you, I, I, Rose's testimony is horrible, and she lived through it, and the baby didn't, obviously. If you vote, I know, Rosa, you have more to say, and we had Anne-Marie, perhaps you can call in again tomorrow, but I'm going to say this clearly. If you are uh, part of the Democratic Party, you are part of the party of murder, and if you remain that way or if you vote that way, you will be responsible for every murder committed through the laws that are passed in that party. Same-sex marriage, euthanasia, all of it. You will be responsible for putting those in office that want those laws in effect. Uh, Very serious, beloved. If you're Catholic, you have no choice. You have a choice to turn from the church, but you cannot say you're Catholic and vote Democrat at the same time and be in good grace with God.